Hills Pastors Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Pastor Nathan. Hey, hey. How are you doing today? Good, Theo. Why didn't we call this Theology with Theo? Uh, that's, that's really pretentious. <laughs> I'm sure you've never heard any of those jokes. <laughs> Uh, I wish I wish I was a good enough theologian to live up to to my namesake, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, it's a good name for you. What are we talking about today? What are we going to talk about today? Oh well. Uh, let me see here. We are doing family worship. Family worship. It's, it's a topic that I've don't have a lot of experience with, um, but you seem pretty passionate about it, so we. We decided to do a, an episode on it. Yeah, this is um, April 9th. Some call it Maundy Thursday. Um, we're in the middle of uh, this week between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's a huge topic. It's just an interesting topic historically. And we could I would have talked about this prior to any of this other craziness that's happening. But even more so now, right? Hmm. Um, when were prevented from assembling in the public assembly um, it's pushing a lot of things into the home and so I, th- I think this would be a, a really helpful conversation for you and I to have for other people to listen in on um, and to if, if they maybe haven't thought about this before this is a great time to start if they they have but they've been struggling I mean this is a really important season for there to be uh, what we're going to talk about today happening in people's homes Hmm. So, uh, so Nathan, what, what, what's been your experience with family worship growing up? Um, I did not do family worship growing up. Did you? Not really. Um, the closest thing I did was, uh, uh, just some time with prayer with my mom every night. Um, but we never had like a formal Bible study or, or, or any of that with just among family in the household. Yeah. Which is, uh, and that's my experience too. I did not come through this, and I think a lot of people probably haven't either, especially in recent history. Which is a reminder that this is not the the magic bullet that if you don't do this, your kids won't turn out, you know, as Christian. I mean, the the reality is there is nothing you can do that will guarantee, or that that will guarantee your Christ, your kids' conversion, or guarantee that they won't be converted. It's all God's grace. So we just want to, I guess I just want to preface this conversation by making sure I, nobody mishears me as saying like, this has to be how it happens and you have to do this. And if you don't, you're, you're, you know, there's no way your kids will become Christians or you're totally screwing everything up. So, um, so uh, just to kind of get, get our bearings on, on what we're talking about, family worship, what, uh, like what, what do you mean by family worship uh, what is like some examples of family worship done in the past that have helped you think through what you're trying to accomplish when we talk about this topic yeah so I mean the, I think the first my first exposure to this was probably before we had Lucy I read a book on family ministry by a guy named Vadi Bakum and I wouldn't agree with everything in that book or that he would say now, but it was a, it was a, my first entree into the conversation. And then I started to realize, Hey, this is, this isn't just some quirky, you know, 
pet hobby horse of somebody. This is actually historically uh, has a lot of precedent. Um, the Puritans, the English uh, Protestants um, made a big deal about this. Um, it's actually enshrined in our Baptist uh, confessional heritage. You know, you and, the, uh, you and Enoch are going through the 1689 Second London Baptist Confession of Faith in Sunday school right now, right? Yes, sir. So uh, you haven't gotten to chapter 22 yet, but it has a, a section there where it says, um, paragraph 6, that God is to be worshipped everywhere in private families daily and in secret each one by himself and more solemnly in the public assemblies which are not to be carelessly or willfully neglected or forsaken so we've talked in earlier podcast about the public assembly that's what the church does and that's a huge part of what it you know the christian rhythm of life right every lord's day we gather together as a church um except for this season right now where we can't but this this uh, this section kind of introduces these three these three different arenas of of uh, of worship, right? Uh, there's the public assembly that's Sunday, um, and then there's the secret worship. Uh, you know, Jesus talks about going to your your closet in secret and praying. Uh, and I think evangelicals have done a pretty good job of pushing this discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Have a quiet yeah. time, have a personal devotional life. Yeah. Like daily, um, daily Bible reading, pray before you do anything else in the day, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but then this uh, this introduces that third category of of uh, family, daily family worship. So I, I think that's a helpful way to look at it. You have private uh, personal worship. Uh, that's that's a disciplined. For me, it's you know the first thing you do: you wake up, roll out of bed, and you go to you know the old adage you know you need to have a plan a place and a time so my time is i first thing in the morning my plan is the bible reading plan that we're all going through as a church hmm. and my place is at my my desk in my study right now it's been different places but um but that just becomes a just a habit of daily rhythm of life that starts me off getting hearing from God and talking back to him about what's ahead and just calibrating my day. And, um, I think most people have heard about that, right? But, uh, but there's also this, this third category of, of family worship. And that's what we're talking about right now. Hmm. So let me, let me ask you, um, you know, like as, as a church, uh, we don't, we don't, we, we try not to overtax our people with things to do. Uh, but we are still, we're pretty busy, like we, on, when we're not dealing with pandemics and stuff like that. We have Sunday worship, we have small groups. Oh, I think people are actually uh, more busy now, from what I'm hearing. Yeah. And I'm feeling too. Yeah. I mean, so, that's another podcast topic, but yeah. So like, with, with all the things that we have to do, um, like, why should we prioritize family worship? You know, they are, we already go to church, we already do Sunday school, we already do some type of small group, um, why do we need to add another thing to that? Or what, what does family worship do that like these other things can't do? Well, worship shows the, the worthiness of God, and uh, that's why we do it, first and foremost, not for any extra added um, psychological or parental benefit. But God is worthy to be worshipped all the time, and having 
as many different rhythms and pauses in our day and structures built in to remind us of God, who he is, what he's done, his truth, that that's, can't be a bad thing, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So that, I, I would start there. Um, secondly, I, I, there's, there's a biblical obligation for parents to uh, teach their children. Uh, especially the fathers. This goes back to the Old Testament classic is Deuteronomy 6. You know, when you're walking, when you're lying down, you're, you're to be answering the questions from your kids in sort of everyday talk, but also having rhythms to your life where you're instructing your children. And that's picked up in the New Testament as well. This is not just an Old Testament thing. Uh, I think, for example, of uh, Ephesians 6, right? Um Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So specifically, fathers are given that task. If, if there is a father in the home, uh, that, that's his role as the, the leader in the home, to be kind of a pastor of this little, you know, mini church, so to speak. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's helpful. That helps, like I think, think and that takes that takes um, some of the rational. Yeah, and then there's the dis this, the disciplined idea of it. I mean, a lot of people would say, "Oh, yeah, I, I I agree that a dad should be involved in his kids' lives," but and I'm there's another book I, I read once in the past called Everyday Talk, which was really helpful. Just parenting is it is those just moment by moment seizing opportunities to say hey look at that you see that that homeless person right there let's talk about that you know uh, yeah. or something comes up in, in in life and you're just always open in parenting to seizing those opportunities um, but then also having regimented times having discipline I, I just think um, having routines having structures having liturgies to our life uh, form us and shape us and and uh, it works with with our with our kids too. Um, mm -hmm. And by the way, I think we want to have this conversation not just for those you know nuclear families out there with two point five kids and a mom and dad. I think the category we're talking about works in your setting, uh, a house of four single guys now three single guys, right? Mm -hmm. Apartments, roommates. Um, even couples that are married without kids yet. Um, some of those habits and, and structures started in my, my marriage before we had kids. We had a, a routine that we did at breakfast and at uh, bedtime. Hmm. So I would encourage that in, our, uh, in every home. It's, it's a, home, a home life that's uh, centered around certain rhythms of the day that remind us of God and allow for prayer and Bible reflection and worship. Hmm. So for, uh, for you, like practically, what, what does that look like when you're doing family worship at home with your kids and wife? It's morphed over the years. Uh, and I have five kids in all different age ranges. So I got the, the I still got a little one, three, and I got a teenager, right? So that's kind of like a one-room schoolhouse you got to adapt um 
but I, I, I'm a big proponent of starting from, I mean, it, it should start in your marriage before you have kids, like I just said, and then you adapt that with when you have a baby. I mean, it's never too early to start doing a, I mean, babies can pick up on routines, even if they don't cognitively understand what you're talking about, but, and, and you just keep it at that level and you adapt as they grow. So we started with Lucy from birth with some kind of family worship stuff and it just it adapts as they get older with um you know picture picture books and bibles and fun songs i mean mm. we've done we have a lot of fun with this <laughs> we have a lot of fun with this mm. um you know we uh it, it kind of has morphed over time but we, we have a little call to worship right it's uh for us this doesn't work for everybody but for us it's uh we do our family worship time in the morning we have breakfast together um, at seven o'clock normal uh, when there's school uh, seven o'clock it's come to the table we pray we start eating we get everything distributed make sure everybody has what they need and then we have family worship at the table before the kids were in school when they were younger it'd be on the couch and, and, and they're just we get fun and we create these different traditions that we bring into it so calling all carters calling all carters to the couch that came from a <laughs> A favorite uh, cartoon that was on PBS Kids back in the day, or uh, family worship, bump, 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 bump. You know, family worship. Get, we get really crazy and fun with that, and that kind of calls people together. And then we will sometimes sing the B I B L E, or Jesus loves me, and we will then slap the Bible like. Everybody gets a chance to like slap it, you know, and then that developed into like nook knocks where people would do these weird little knocks and we'd have fun with that and read something from the Bible. Um, oftentimes sing, but sometimes right now, because we're in a rush to get off to school, the singing doesn't always happen. Um, we'll bring in catechism questions if we're working through catechism. Memory verse gets worked on here. Um yeah, we just we just have fun with it, and we're always adapting. We're always looking for different resources, uh, new things to do. Uh, and then, so, so as the kids have gotten older, we've gotten you know deeper kinds of studies that we've done. Um, and there's all kinds of good stuff out there. If you have questions or want some resources or ideas, I got troves of different things we've used in family worship that I could loan you or point you to at different age. Um, levels but we realize in like okay we're trying to kind of hit the 10 year old or something and the two-year-olds getting left out so over the years mm -hmm. we initiated more of an evening time as well that of, of a rhythm at night and so abby he's she's our three-year-old um that's part of the bedtime routine right use your potty use the potty brush your teeth all right everybody upstairs get your jammies on it's Abby's Bible time. <laughs> the time of the day we read the Bible to Abby in the hearing of her sisters. And so Abby cuddles up my lap and she gets something that's more directed right at her where she's, you know, learning the, the Bible stories, just kind of getting that down. And then we read a story and then it's doxology and everybody knows to be in bed by the end of doxology. The lights are out. And we pray, we ask if anybody has any questions or prayer requests, and then we sing a hymn and I rub their backs and, and then I leave and there's never a peep from them after that. That's not true. 
<laughs> but that, that sounds, rhythm that sounds works. very sweet honestly yeah it's great yeah. great memories i hope the kids will remember those things fondly and it really does i mean if you just build those rhythms in and just be structured and not in a rigid angry way but in a fun way that provides so much warmth for the kids and mm-hmm. i think gives them safety and just helps everything go well and um and they get so, they get stuff like I, I feel like our kids have learned so much and gotten so much of their theology and instruction through just hearing the bible over and over again mm-hmm. from birth and and in like I, I, i'm trying to communicate just make it fun make it not flippant but you know this is just get down on their level we we have fun with different songs um just the other day we read the story of Zacchaeus and somebody becomes a tree and somebody becomes Zacchaeus and climbs up in them and somebody <laughs> becomes Jesus and we sing that the old ditty you know Zacchaeus was a wee little man we have fun with um Easter time up from the grave he arose we take the youngest kid and kind of hide them behind a couch and as that part of the hymn comes up from the grave he arose then the kid kind of like pops up and is held up behind the couch like uh, the prodigal son will reenact that like hey run to my daddy's arms I'll run to you and pick you up and hug you like kids love it and you can yeah ah it's it's a great it's a great thing I think I have hmm. a lot of fun with it yeah that sounds that sounds very very heartwarming and um, I don't know I, I, I bet your kids will remember that for a long time for sure uh, so, so uh, you know uh, a lot of people, I think, won't want to do something like that, but they just need a place to start. Um, so if you wanted, like, for different life stages, whether it's roommates or, like, uh, you know, new couples or couples with kids, like, like where would you start? Uh, just start sm- simple and small. This doesn't have to take time, but just get get uh habituated to it get make it just a normal part of your life like you know and uh just read it just yeah it's like with starting any discipline i say just start small you know maybe you're not going to read the whole bible through in a year and pray for an hour every morning but do five minutes Hmm. you know um and then just keep building on that once you get those rhythms down you can just keep adding to it and uh, we've done that in our marriage. I've done that in my personal devotional life. Um, Andre and I have built in new things to our, our our bedtime routines. And so, yeah, start small, read something short, pray, and maybe sing a song. That's kind of uh, there's a book out there by Don Whitney called Family Worship. It's really simple. It's like that's what he says: just read scripture, uh, pray, sing a song. That's that's family worship. Hmm. Just start there. And, um, and then get, and then as you, you know, especially the dads take initiative to research things, you know, find different things that need to happen. There, there may be something going on in your kid's life that they're dealing with or aspect of instruction or part of the Bible that they need to, you need to focus on next. And so you do the research and go find a plan and, and kind of, this is your chance to practice crafting, you know, your home service and hmm. and uh have fun with it it's great hmm. 
Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Any other uh, last kind of uh, initial thoughts you wanted to uh, close us out with? Oh, what, uh, what else do I want to say? I would say even if you're aiming it at your kids, oftentimes Andre and I will be blessed by something we read <laughs> that it ministers to us, reminds us, or it's just, it's just a timely word for us. Hmm. Also, our kids' questions, their thoughts, the way they started to become little theologians and engage yeah. is humbling and keeps you sharp, keeps you on your toes. <laughs> I remember one time reading the story in one of our, um, I think this was at bedtime maybe, but the story of Aiken's sin and Aiken's whole family being stoned. Hmm. And my kids revolted and protested and yeah. they were pretty upset about that. And I had we had to talk it through and I had to go back and do a lot of homework and research that and come up to breakfast at the next morning at family worship with, all right, kids, I had to think about this and here's here's some of ways I, that this could make sense. And, hmm. and they got to see me engage with it and um and and uh i think that went well so yeah, yeah it's 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 just it's a spiritually rich uh discipline to have that uh, has historical precedent and has biblical uh precedent hmm. and, and even some some kind of responsibility to be yeah um, doing and, and hopefully, uh, you know, like, I don't think you, you mentioned earlier that um, we can't we can't ever like say that this is the thing that's going to make your kid a Christian or not. But um, like everything you do, like, it, it just it, your kids will remember it in one way or another. And and maybe, you know, maybe like the Lord will use that in, in a way like down the road and they'll, they'll think back, you know, like, uh, you know, dad taught me that. And it'll spark a seed and, and ignite ignite the uh, regeneration in their heart. So you That's never know. Prayer. That's our prayer. Yeah. yeah. Um, we talk about like this is kind of practice for church. Our goal as a family, our, our kind of general goal as a church is to help our kids learn to participate in the weekly rhythms of the church life too. And so learning i mean we're not rigid about it but kind of learning to focus and sit still even for a short time for a, a two-year-old um is practice for them as a five or six-year-old being able to sit through a service on sunday hmm. take god seriously again not sternly or as a this thing that's awful but but still as somebody who's a joyfully worth our <laughs> our attention and uh yeah, the kids, kids notice that. What about what about you? Um, kind of uh, I, I, like I mentioned, I think this season is a great time to talk about this because there's, you know, we're we can't assemble on Sundays, um, so we're we're pushing a lot of stuff into the home, right? We're saying here's a home home guide you could use for family worship on Sunday morning. Uh, we just sent one out for Good Friday. Here's a here's a guide for a, a Good Friday service that could be meaningful in your living room. Um, it, it fits. It kind of fits onto this family worship 
um, thing, right? But how's that? What's that look like mm -hmm. in a a uh, apartment? It's it's different. Uh, I think like the the big difference for us is like, um, you know, you don't have someone that's the the head of the home per se. Um, and I think that that is significant. But what we have tried to do, uh, and we've all kind of just like we talked about it. We we uh, we're all on the same page about it. Is that we uh, for for Sundays we we use the guide, take a couple songs. Uh, break out a guitar and, and sing the songs together. Um, we'll read the prayer that gets sent out together out loud, and then we'll uh, listen to the sermon, whether it's, if it's written, we'll read it out loud, or if it's recorded, we'll hear it like that. Then uh, take some time to pray, pray for each other, and um, then we dismiss. It's, it's not nothing fancy. Uh, no great worship, worship production or nothing like that, but right. it helps, it helps uh, at least, uh, at like, least it's, like, it's, I don't know, I, I've liked I it a lot. It's, it's been a really sweet season for us to just try to, like, come together and and not uh, lose the discipline of setting aside time for the Lord. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I think Christians living together uh, even if it's not in a family context, uh, can still you can still use that as intentional community, and build in, you know, rhythms to your life together, times to pray together, or have uh, set aside time to confess sin. Um, you know, do do things that would be spiritually beneficial as a, to live together as a community, hmm. disciple each other. Yeah. I think it's uh it just fits into a disciplined life as a whole which is is a good thing to have right uh paul says physical training is of is of some value but godliness has value for all things and that takes discipline you gotta train yourself uh to be godly so with the discipline that we use to exercise or go to different workouts we need to be using that in our our life and mm -hmm. that has those three arenas you know your personal private devotion that takes discipline um and your public church life that takes discipline and regularity but then also this this new element maybe for some people of a, of a family worship routine we just want to encourage you guys to consider how that could look and to seize this opportunity is maybe one of the good things that the lord's bringing out of this time is to um not to replace the corporate worship um, but to augment and uh, be just part of a fuller just holistic life of a life that's devoted to God and um, that he's the Lord of your home as well so hmm. love to answer more questions any like practical questions I can talk even get even more nuts and bolts nitty gritty on, on what we do it's not like what we do is the there's not a way to do it so I guess that's what I'm saying is build your own traditions make it personalized to you guys but but have something regular that you do at home so that it's not weird when uh you can't meet for good friday and and you say let's do a good friday service at home you know it just kind of easily attaches onto that slot in the life that's already been there hmm. 
I was like thinking of a verse that I, I looked up while we had this conversation. Uh, it's Ephesians 5, uh, 15 through 18 here. It says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So, hopefully in this time that we have where we're still busy, but we still have a lot of unstructured time, um, we can use it wisely to the Lord, to the best that we can. All right. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Hey, listeners, let us know if you're out there. Sorry, let's know if you have talk over you. Nope, you're good. You're good. I was just gonna say, if, let us know if you're out there, and uh, if you have thoughts, questions, feedback, we'd love to hear if this is helpful. Any topics you have to topics recommend, have just to recommend. send them our way, and we'll put something together. Put something together. So, all right, all right. Have a good day. Have a good day. Talk to you later.